Time for seafood news. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernerberry Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This week's episode is brought to you by Ernerberry's Comtel. Ernerberry continues to build upon the value Comtel offers customers with new features and improvements consistently being added to the platform. We are excited to announce three new widgets for the Comtel dashboard designed to increase efficiency and expand on the amount of information available right on the homepage. The addition of these new features will enable Comtel subscribers to capitalize on market intelligence without having to leave the dashboard. This package of new features includes just a few of the many enhancements that Ernerberry is planning to release moving forward. Always something new going on at Ernerberry. Yep. So... We've got a great episode for you today. As always, we're talking about the CBP's determination that Minfu evaded anti-dumping duty orders on frozen shrimp from India, the recent success of Boston lobsters in China, a new study revealing that shoppers are buying seafood to stay healthy, and the latest detection of coronavirus on packaging of frozen seafood. There is no escaping coronavirus. No. Um, and in addition to all that, we've also got uh, Pangasius analysis and King Crab analysis Ooh, from our UV Mark reporters. Yeah. So, Lauren, tell us what's going on with Pangasius. Sure thing. So, August import figures of 11 million pounds show Pangasius frozen fillets came in flat to the previous month, trailing just 1,300 pounds. Um, on a year-to-date basis, 2020 has totaled 72.9 million pounds. From January through August, the lowest year-to-date total since 2010 brought in 71.5 million pounds for the same time frame. So far this year, each month has fallen well below the previous three-year average for import volume, while wholesale prices gradually weakened the first half of the year, remaining steady since a rebound of sales at the start of summer. Industry players are cautiously optimistic that the preseason buying patterns for the end-of-year U.S. holidays the London season and Chinese New Year coverage could help the market see a bit of resurgence after the downwards fall that began in 2019. As for King Crab, UB Mark reporter Janice Schreiber reports in her latest analysis that upward pricing pressure continues to mount as supplies in the market for King Crab remain extremely tight and inventories very thin. Supplies around the world are very light and reported demand continues to be insatiable. Imports released for August 2020 show a year-to-date slight decrease overall for King Crab and more specifically, a 0.6% decrease out of Russia, the dominant supplier king crab to the U.S. market. Looking further at the breakdown between red, blue, and golden king crab from Russia, a theme we have watched develop this year has been the shift of more red king crab hitting the market and less blue and golden king crab. Imports of red king crab out of Russia are up 26.6% year-to-date, while imports of Russian blue and golden king crab are down 48.6% and 6.4% respectively. Even though supply to Russia overall, regardless of species, is virtually the same this year as compared to 2019, demand appears to be improved and rising in spite of the pandemic. After a minor dip in April and a stagnant spring through the month of June, the market has climbed significantly since mid-July through this writing, with continued upward pricing pressure noted. 9 to 12 Russian king crab is 8.2% higher than the end of August and 18.7% higher since the middle of May. Although food service in the U.S. market is shaky, king crab is finding its way to consumers' plates. In other news, Boston lobsters in China are seeing a jump in sales. A main wholesale market of imported seafood in China revealed that daily sales of Boston lobster have reached about 60 to 70 tons now, which is about a 33% increase compared to the same period last year. These lobsters have beaten last year's two top winners, Australian lobsters and king crabs, and have become a popular choice during the recent festivals. 
Though having lost the crown, Australian lobsters and king crabs are doing better than some others. As available statistics show, at present, the daily lobster sales are around 50 tons, 80% of last year's record, while that of king crab is about 48 tons, 90% of last year's volume. The market's total seafood sales are between 0.3 and 0.5 billion UN per day. Thanks, Lauren. Moving along. U.S. Customs and Border Protection has determined that there was substantial evidence that Minfu Seafood Corporation, through the related U.S. importer M Seafood Corporation, entered merchandise covered by an anti-dumping duty order on certain frozen and warm water shrimp from India into the U.S. through evasion. According to documents, there is substantial evidence that demonstrates M Seafood imported Indian origin frozen shrimp that were transshipped and the country of origin claimed as Vietnam. This story actually goes back to May 2019, when Illinois Congressman Darren LaHood's office sent a letter to the CBP commissioner requesting that the government agency investigate an e-allegation that was filed on May 12th. May 2019, a simpler time. Yeah. <laughs> a precedented time. <laughs> so uh, LaHood wrote in his letter to the CBP commissioner that the Minfu Group is accused of purchasing substantial quantities of frozen shrimp from India minimally processing the shrimp in Vietnam, and selling the shrimp to the United States through the related U.S. importer and seafood corporation as Vietnamese product. The Hood wrote that, if true, CBP must address this ongoing invasion of the Indian shrimp anti-dumping duty order and mislabeling of merchandise as soon as possible. Minfu released a statement in June 2019 denying that they received an official notice or order from CBP or any other U.S. authority regarding the allegations. They also denied importing shrimp from India as a way of evading anti-dumping duties in the U.S. on Indian shrimp. Instead, they said that they were importing shrimp from India to meet the demand for the processed shrimp in markets other than the U.S. and to maintain the stability of employment during the period of shortage of shrimp in Vietnam. Fast forward to October 2020, and CBP has determined that Minfu evaded anti-dumping duty orders on frozen shrimp from India. CBP noted in documents that Minfu failed to provide requested information regarding tracing imported shrimp's bill of ladings to specific exported shrimp, which would allow the agency to trace its imports of Indian origin shrimp through its production processes to its sales. Documents reveal that Minfu also failed to submit sufficient tracing information and cooperate to the best of its abilities to demonstrate that they did not commingle Indian origin shrimp with Vietnamese origin shrimp on its sales to the United States. CBP said that, based on the evidence on the record, they found that Minfu has been commingling Indian origin shrimp with Vietnamese origin shrimp on imports to the United States. Say that a couple more times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you can find more on this story on seafoodnews.com. Now, in other news, China's Center for Disease Control and Prevention confirmed that they detected living novel coronavirus on the outer packaging of imported frozen cod. The alleged discovery was made in the eastern coastal city of Qingdao and marks the first time that the live new coronavirus has been isolated on the outer packaging of cold chain food. Authorities in China are now warning that contact with the outer packaging of frozen foods contaminated by the coronavirus can cause infection. A translated news release from China's CDC explains that the isolation of live virus from Qingdao cold chain food outer packaging the first time that has been confirmed outside the laboratory that the new coronavirus can survive on the outer packaging of items for a long time under special conditions of cold, tra- uh, cold chain transportation. So this suggests that the new coronavirus uses cold chain items as carriers. Um, under certain environmental conditions, the virus on the surface of the article may cause infection of susceptible contacts without effective protection. The people at risk of infection are mainly employees of cold chain articles. 
And this finding suggests that while preventing the importation of infected persons abroad, it is necessary to pay attention to the risk of importing viruses from cold chain items contaminated with viruses abroad. With all this said, it's important to note that China's CDC says the risk of infection to the general public from contact with or eating cold chain food is very low. Health authorities in China reiterated that the coronavirus is not a foodborne disease and no infection caused by consuming food has been reported. The main route of transmission of the new coronavirus is still through respiratory droplets and close contacts. The update from the CDC continues. So moral of the story is just keep washing your hands. Yes. Don't touch your face after you touch something and you'll be fine. Yeah. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Yes. Jeez. Okay. And finally, for some happy news, <laughs> a new study conducted by Blue Circle Foods, a provider of sustainable seafood, found that people are buying more seafood because they want to stay healthy. In recent months, there have been numerous reports about how seafood has become increasingly popular to cook at home thanks to the coronavirus pandemic. NOAA has reported in the past that 75% of seafood is generally consumed outside of the home, but with the coronavirus resulting in dining restrictions, many have thrown on an apron to cook their own seafood dinners at home. FMI reports that frozen seafood sales rose 50.8% in the first three months for the pandemic over the same period in 2019. And according to Blue Circle, the health benefits may be the driving factor. In August, Blue Circle Foods conducted a poll of 1,000 shoppers to better understand the growing demand for seafood and found that 71% of people consider it important that the fish is high in protein. Considering the meat shortages early on in the pandemic, I don't think it's like that surprising to find that people turn to seafood for exactly, their yes. protein needs. Yeah. Um, and the survey also says that 74% of shoppers buy seafood for its omega-3s. That's where I fall into. Mm-hmm. Omega-3 fatty acids have multiple health benefits, including fighting depression and anxiety, improving eye health, and improving risk factors for heart disease. Consuming seafood high in omega-3 fatty acids during pregnancy also provides numerous benefits, including promoting brain health and development, high intelligence, and better communication and social skills. So with all that said, what do you say we get the heck out of here? Seafood dinner on me, girlfriend. Now you're talking. (laughs) I am in. Thanks for listening to the Seafood News Podcast. See you back here next week. (laughs) 